All right, enough of that. We're live, ladies and gentlemen, all none of you that are watching at the moment. Thank you so much for not coming. Uh, this is just going to be a, a futile exercise in whether or not Nick and I can actually use words. We have words. We have many words. We've shared many a word. We have, and many, many have been curse words. I would say um, 80% of them have been curse words. Yeah. Uh, we used words like flan. Flan? Um, yeah. We five pound burrito? Often. Five pound burrito. We use that one often as well. That's, that's, a, that's a big one. And then uh, I says to the guy, I says, I says, <laughs> I says, I came across that picture of my phone <laughs> and I just, I just started dying laughing. Like, and, and then trying to explain it to somebody is just, it's not the same effect. Yeah. You, you can't, I mean, it was, I mean, it, you, you sort of have to be there. What we're talking about is there, there's a restaurant in Anaheim that we frequent during the NAM show because both Nick and I uh, work in, musical instruments in one way or another. We'll talk about Nick. We won't talk about me, but we'll talk about Nick and his endeavors. Uh, but it's a restaurant called La Casa Garcia. So a shout out to La Casa Garcia. And they have something called the King Ranch Burrito, which is a five pound burrito. It's basically a, a baby swaddled in a tortilla. <laughs> and and if you finish it, you get a you t-shirt. Get nothing. No, I think you get a t-shirt and you get your picture and put up on the wall. Yeah, for everybody, to, for them to go, look at this pig that came in here and ate a five-pound burrito. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, that. So, anyway, those are some of the words that Nick and I have shared over the years, uh, burrito being one of them, yes. Um, yes. And, and, and Cadillac margarita. I was just going to say Cadillac margarita. Yeah, th- those are very good words to use for for us, and I'm actually proud of some of those words. Um so anyway, why are we here? Well, we are here to talk about Record Store Day, but to those uninitiated, welcome to Music Cover to Covered. This is a podcast that I used to do, and I'm now resurrecting, because why not? Um, yeah, why not? You know, it's not like I don't have enough hobbies <laughs> or things to spend my money on, namely records, but I figure, you know, there's a lot of people that are on YouTube and other video platforms that give out information about like, uh, this record is this record is that this record. How about just have a conversation about the damn records? So I figure going forward, this would be the format be like Nick and I just shooting the poop about what we're (laughs) listening to, what's being released. We're, we're going to shoot to try to make this a Thursday podcast because uh most of you may know that the new record releases usually come out on friday yep um but this being a holiday weekend uh for vinyl collectors and music nerds alike this is like christmas for vinyl people it is yeah it's it's record store day except christmas comes three times a year (laughs) or four times a year now well no no they're back to they're back they were supposed to be back to two but now it's going to be three yeah because it's it's all right so the first one is tomorrow that's april 23rd and then sometime in June, like June 18th or 20, 20th, 18th, you got June it. 18th. And then Black Friday, they usually do one, right? Yep. So those are the three now, but it was four. Now it's three. It was, used to be two. and Used and to be one. Originally. Used to be one. Yeah. Just like, hey, once April, have a nice day. Have a nice record store day. Um, but now it's three times a year. And I'm okay with this. Um, because Your wallet's be, not. My wallet very much isn't. Uh, but 
you know what? I, I think that this is good for music in general, because for the past however many years, you know, we've been buried under with the whole, you know, the, the dreaded Rona and COVID-19 and all that other stuff. Right. And during that time, a lot of people were holed up, but they decided to play music. Yes. A lot of people decided to play music and not just professional musicians, but people that just picking up guitars for the first time. Those are the people we're going to see on record store day five years from now. Yep. So that's what I'm looking forward to. But in that interim as well, a lot of professional music uh, musicians picked up, played remotely, did a lot of recordings. And now you're seeing a lot more come out um, from this period of time that we would much rather forget. But a lot of it's coming out on vinyl because vinyl has had this great resurgence. By the yes. way, everybody, this is Roger. If you don't know, this is Roger. Hi, Roger. He's, he's the he's uh, panting. Yeah, because because you know, he's tired already of me. He can't he's wait for with... record store day. That's no, that's, he can't. Yeah. He's had it with this podcast. Is essentially what it is. So, um, oh, we have one viewer. Hi, one viewer. Whoever you are, who is um, it? I don't know. I can't. Can I? Can I? Uh, they're watching on my channel. So whoever it is, hi. Um, did you share this on your Rock City uh, music? All right, cool. So come I, on, Rock well, City I shared music it on my page. I thought I shared it on the Rock City page, but of course it's I can't I can't check. <laughs> I, Facebook, I swear, I love it, but I I despise stop right there. They, they're they're broadcasting us right now. We love <laughs> Facebook. Yes, best ever. However, yeah. I'm you know we're also on the YouTubes. Uh, the tubes. Yeah, we're on the YouTubes and the Facebooks and the Insta Faces and the Instacarts. Instacart? On, you can have us delivered? Well, you can. You can. You could deliver it because you have a store and you ship things out. Not to me, but you ship things out to customers. I've shipped a couple things to you. Yeah, well, I'm still waiting for my my Kiss the Originals. That's all. You will not be getting a copy of Kiss the Originals. I don't know how many times i got to tell you. I am sitting in my office directly next to my kiss stereo road case i'll take that instead no that's All not right. not even even a remote possibility that that's on the table for grabs fine so let's get into the damn show itself how about that uh a couple of things uh this is the new improved uh, uh cover to covered um we have nick with us we're going to talk about a few things today like i said record store day is going to be predominantly what we're going to be discussing we're also going to bring back uh things from prior podcasts i've done like this song sucks which is one of our most favored um segments of the show we're also going to talk about a cover tune uh because it is cover to covered that is the whole basis of the name of the show uh, a couple of things uh housekeeping tips here for those of you that may be watching just uh do what you can to keep the feed clean um youtubes and facebook's don't like when you do all the cussing so we're going to try to keep it clean and if you guys can keep it clean too that'd be great because this is a music nerd show being that it is a music nerd show um we are not going to be talking about things like politics no right i'm not educated enough to talk no. about that anyways even those that are i don't want to hear it so um yeah we're not talking about that we're not talking about um uh any sort of you know controversial topics beyond music music is controversial enough and by the way we are not allowed to discuss wham oh no i know that was very disappointing to you so I those was... are the rules yeah rules, rules of the show um and uh so basically let's well nick you're new to the show i am welcome as co-host so why don't you tell us a little bit about you and what you do and why you're important to all of us 
Am I important to all of you? I think so. I don't, I don't know about that. Well, my name's Nick Morocco. I am the owner of Rock City Music Company in Livonia, Michigan. That For those that aren't from Michigan, that's about 20 minutes away from Detroit. D-town. So you could say we're from Detroit, I guess. Um, we opened in 2015. This is a conglomeration of everything I love. So we've got records. We've got guitars. We've got Funko Pops. We've got pinball machines. Uh, we do a lot of artist in-store events. We've hosted people such as Alice Cooper and Gay Lee of Rush. Mike's one of Mike's heroes. Glenn Hughes of Deep Purple. Uh, Steve Gorman of the Black Crows. Blackberry Smoke. Um, we have a wide selection of guitars, electric and acoustic pedals uh all your guitar accessories full service repair in-house uh what else can i talk about mike i don't want to bore everybody with an infomercial and the flan and the flan is it flan or flan it's flan if you want to do it right it's flan if you're from anywhere else but you know southern california but la casa garcia la casa garcia is uh you know king ranch burrito that's all you gotta know king ranch burrito it's the only thing that matters so, uh, well, thank you, Nick. Welcome to this f- craziness. And uh, hopefully we do this uh, weekly and, and, and have a lot of fun doing it. And yes. uh, you'll be able to tell people, tell the good people about what's coming up vinyl wise. And every week we'll have another topic to discuss. Again, today is about record store day because it's topical. It's timely. Tomorrow is record store day. For those of you that are watching this after April 23rd, sorry. You've uh, missed out. <laughs> you missed out. <laughs> And you probably won't be able to find these records either. No, um, that's the thing about record store day over the past couple of years. It's really turned into like a, like a feeding frenzy. You know, it, these things become collectible the minute the day's over. It's very, this is one of the controversial topics of record store day. I have to say, I don't know if you're on any of the forums or the message boards with all the record collectors, but a lot of people feel the integrity of the event, of course, is to drive people back to the independent brick and mortar record stores, Yep. not buy it from the big places. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that's the, that's the idea. Unfortunately, with that, like any good thing, there's the negative side of it is that some of these records are done in such limited quantities and they're hard to get your hands on. And the people that do, not all of them, but a handful of people that get their hands on these things are doing it so they can put them online and make money. So a lot, oftentimes a lot of people that are fans and want a highly sought, sought after thing because they're a collector or they're a fan of that band miss out on it and have to pay four times the amount because some flipper guy that got up at 5 a.m., he got it before you did. So that's kind of the bummer of it. And a lot of people, it's soured their taste on the whole event. But I try and remind everybody always what the integrity and what the idea of the event is about. Very cool. That is a wonderful soapbox you're standing on. <laughs> hey, do me a favor. Move your mic down a little bit because we don't see your face. And even though it is a problem area, I want to see it. Yeah, right. There How about go. that? Is that better? That's good. Yeah, it's good. I'm using like a kick drum mic stand. I'm so unprofessional <laughs> setup. And I'm like, let me throw this together real quick. Good thing I messaged you. Because I was yeah, right. over my computer and hope for the best. Well, no, I was about to message you when you messaged me. But for those of you that are listening to this as strictly a podcast, uh, Nick is a very handsome fellow. And you can imagine what he looks like. If you're watching on the YouTube, you know I'm lying. So anyway, um, 
So, yeah, I mean, record store day, I think there's three types of people that go out for record store day. You have the person that you talked about, which is the the flipper, you know, those that are just they're, they're the equivalent of like ticket scalpers, right? Yeah. You know, like you don't care about the band, you don't care about the show, but you want to get there early to get the first 10 rows so you can sell them for 18 times as much, yep. right? There's, there are those people. Um, there are, on the other end, the people that, Oh, I really like uh, this band and they have a new album. It's a record store day. What's that? Oh, and they don't even know. They just heard it's a new record coming out and they just want it because they happen to like the band. And then there's people like uh, who I think are like you and I, which are we are diehard collectors. And tell me if this does not run through your brain and those of you that are watching that are collectors runs through your brain, too. And it goes something like this wow, I just bought this for X amount of dollars and now it's worth X amount of dollars more, but you're never going to sell it. No. So, <laughs> my collection is worth... Yep. But you never see the money from it because you're never going to sell your collection. You know what I think that is? I think, <laughs> That's all of us. But I think it's justification for the yeah, fact oh, yeah. that you just bought 30 LPs at yep. you know anywhere from... Eighteen ninety nine to one hundred and forty nine ninety nine, depending on what you're buying. Yeah, so exactly. I, I think I think it's the justification in your own mind to make you not feel as bad. I in your <laughs> I do the same thing. I'm like, and then I'm like, you always get to, or at least I do, where I go, do I need another Jimi Hendrix live album? Do I need that? Yeah, yeah, you do, <laughs> you do. So with all that said, that's a little bit of background about record store day and about who attends record store day. We're going to come right back to record store day and talk about it a little bit more in depth. And with the releases, Nick's going to show us some of the releases that he has in his shop ready to go. We don't have time to go through the hundreds that are being released tomorrow. And by the same token, not every store gets the entire list. Nope. In fact, you order specific things. So, um, and sometimes you, know, we'll, you don't even get the specific things you ordered because they're so limited. Yeah. So we're going to talk about a couple of things. Uh, when we get to that point, we're going to talk about what exclusive means, what record store day first means and what a regional is. So this way you understand what all the different releases are. And we're going to talk about all different types of releases that Nick has. We're going to go through a few of them today. Uh, but first thing I want to know is Nick, Yes. What are you spinning right now? Ooh, this is a tough one. Okay, so does it have to be something modern? I was thinking about. No, it's just whatever you're spinning. What 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 have you been spinning? Pick a record you've been spinning recently. Okay, there's a couple of things I've been totally obsessed with lately. I'm a big MoFi collector. For those that don't know, that's Ooh. Mobile Fidelity. So I like my uh, Super Vinyl and my One Steps and all of that. So they just released, uh, did a reissue of Electric light orchestras el dorado sounds amazing i recently acquired a mobile fidelity sinatra at the sands which is one of my absolute favorite albums of all time um very sought after record and it was gifted yeah. it from a very good friend of mine which i really appreciate that sir if you're watching i think he might be one of the people watching thank you when do i get a gift <laughs> You got one on the way, actually. That's not fair. I know you're trying to put me on the spot, but I actually have one coming your way. I'm not putting you on there. I was hoping about your friend. If he's, <laughs> if he's just giving things out, like, all right. Well, there's I a lot of backstory to it. Oh, but okay. I also want to point out something else I've been totally obsessed with. There's a band coming up in Detroit called Max Saturn. 
and they are phenomenal. The drummer is a friend of mine. I have to say that. I have to disclose that. And he just started working at Rock City Music. But the band is phenomenal. And I would be shocked if in two years they aren't one of the biggest bands in the world. All right. Well, then we'll have to start another countdown. We'll start it from two years. Work it down to like, you know, like New Year's 2024. If they're not big by then, I'm calling you out, buddy. Call me out because I'm <laughs> willing to take that bet. That's how much I, that's how good they are. All right. You heard it from Nick Morocco first. What's the name of the band again? Mac Saturn. Mac Daddy? It's similar to Mac Sabbath, oh, but, okay. but not that clever. Yeah, well, there you go. Speaking of Mac Sabbath. We got Jazz Sabbath coming out on Record Store Day. Um, So you're listening to all that. I am, and you know what I'm going to pull up here. You know exactly what I'm going to pull up here. I mean, this is is sort of like a no-brainer for a rush nerd like me. And yeah, this is what I'm listening to right now. Like right here, the 40th anniversary, super deluxe box set, five LPs, three CDs, one Blu-ray. And by the way, on the channel, I actually did an unboxing video for this. So if you want to check it out and see everything else that's cool in there, but I'm not going to go into detail on that. However, what I am fiending over in that box set is that live album. Yeah, it is so good. And for those of you that don't know or don't care to know, because like, oh, it just sounds good enough. Most live albums are not like one show. You know, they're all taken from a conglomerate of different shows or like the best performances from three different shows. And then even after that, there's overdubs and things are cleaned up. Kiss is notoriously you know, known for this. Like, oh, Kiss, is be- Kiss was dishonest about something? Yeah, they weren't, though, because they came out and said, like, yeah, we did that. It, read their biographies. They're like, yeah, did we do that? Uh-huh. Of course we did, but of yeah, course but we did. But they said that much after the fact. Oh wait, yeah, thirty years after the fact. They said that. After everybody and their brother has cited it as their as the greatest live album ever, right? Exactly. So the thing about this, this is warts and all. This is the third night of a three night stint at Maple Gardens Arena in Toronto, and it's phenomenal. And the drum solo in YYZ is amazing. I mean, I've seen Rush 30 times live, so uh, it could be considered too much by some. Uh, I don't in fact, so. In fact, for some people, one time is too much because they just either love Rush or you don't. It's like one of those yes. bands. But yeah, the, this live album is, in my mind, it's bulletproof. It sounds so good. And the 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 thing for me that made it also sound really good. It sounds raw, but Terry Brown mixed it. And Terry Brown is the person who produced all those great Rush albums all the way through Signals. Yes. And uh, so just to have him come back, the guy from that era, come back and remix it, uh, I I thought that was pretty cool. So, um, And here's another nerdy fact about that set. Nerd. So it's mastered both both the live show and the the uh moving pictures disc are mastered by sean mcgee who is famous for doing the absolute incredible phenomenal job on the beatles mono box set in 2014 wow if you're a beatles fan it doesn't get better than that box set and that is the man responsible for the vinyl in the rush set as well so it sounds like you were saying mike not only is it mixed great but the pressing is fantastic and the mastering quality is, is top notch. 
Now, was this, maybe you know this, I don't know this. Was Is this the master that was done in 2015? Because they did a remaster in 2015. It so is. that same, re okay. It is. Yeah. And it's so. direct metal master. Yep. So I guess, I, I guess that's right from the plate. Yeah, it's a, it's not as cool as it sounds. But direct metal, like just metal, like right in right direct in. mainlining metal. <laughs> direct. Like but yes, it is the same <laughs> as the 2015 uh, remastered disc. Cool. All right. See, I learned something today, too. What did you learn today? All right. So speaking of learning, we're going to teach you now a bit about Record Store Day. So we're going to get right into the meat of the matter here. And I'm working with two different computers. So I keep grabbing the wrong mouse. I'm going to wind up hanging up on us at some point. I'm sure of it. <laughs> I think that's what happened before, before we were live and you tried to blame. I it. did not do that. You did that all on your own, buddy. I had nothing to do with that one, but it was pre-show. And I do have a button that I could push and get. No, I'm not going to do that to you. I'm just gone. <laughs> so anyway, okay. So what is Record Store Day? Record Store Day is a holiday for us vinyl collectors where a bunch of records come out, hundreds of titles uh, from many different artists over many different genres of music. Most of the time on LP, but also CDs come out as yep. well. There's usually... Uh, like this year, like David Bowie has a CD and LP version of a couple of different things he did uh, coming out. Um, and it's a great day for collectors and music lovers alike to come on out and, you know, go back to the time when you used to wait at the door to get yeah. in first to, you know, buy that record first kind of thing. So it's really cool. There's a lot of small runs. Uh, and we're going to explain what these different types of releases are because some things, yeah, it's cool. You can get it on that day and only that day because it'll probably sell out. Some things, well, it's just released now and more will come later. Yep. And then some things are just, you know, a, sort of like a hybrid where you can only get it at certain stores perpetually. So, so there's three different types. There's exclusives, RSD first, and small run slash regional titles. Okay, so exclusives, these are only released to independent record stores like Nick's. Yes. Right. Yep. Then there's the RSD first where they're at indie stores first, but you're going to find like Best Buy or CD Warehouse later on may be able to carry these titles down they the road. They usually with the RSD first, usually the, the, the change up is like the LP color or mm -hmm. sometimes the record store day one will come with a poster or an, a bonus seven inch or something. Yep. But then like you're saying, the album will be released on traditional black vinyl and available elsewhere, uh, you know, a few months down the road. Yep. And then there's this one. This one's a little bit funky. So it's the small run slash regional titles. So this is, has a very long definition. I need to read it. These titles are either regionally based and sold at specific stores or are press runs under 1,000, which means they may be harder to find at record stores around the country. The majority of these titles in this section can be found at specific stores that will have that called out in the description, which can be found on the web-based version of the list. So My head is spinning. Yeah, it's there's a lot going on there. Anyway, in other words, these are these are like regional bands or smaller bands that only did like a run of a thousand and you may have one. Yes. Uh, yeah. For like us, for example, 
any of the uh, regional titles that we requested, we didn't get any of them because there's wow. such a limited run. Um, and in our area, there was only there was only a very small handful of titles. The only one that's coming to mind is there was a sweet release, uh, the okay. band, the sweet. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a regional focus thing. And there was only like 750 copies. Wow. And uh, okay. we did not get any of them, unfortunately, because Scotty, our manager here and myself are both big sweet fans. So I'm bummed. I will not be getting that most likely. I guess so I what could... you're saying is you're so sweet. I am so into sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So. We mentioned earlier that there's three dates, and this year the split is April and June. So can you, Nick, enlighten us as to why they would have the two dates? Yes, absolutely. Um, Backstory a little bit here. The last two years they had multiple because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, So they were trying to spread it out. So uh, as Mike mentioned, this is a big day for a lot of people. So hundreds and hundreds of people come out. So the idea was, was that you could still um have people coming out but everybody could be safe social distance not overwhelm the store staff etc so they did that the last two years and it, and it worked well um but it, i think it made it a little bit harder to remember what was coming out when <laughs> yeah so we had are, that this week you exactly. and i had that this week exactly uh, and this year they they told us at the beginning of the year that they were going to shift back to just the two the main one in april and then the black friday but due to uh, pressing issues and the backlog of vinyl and the supply chain that we keep hearing with everything, um, that forced a handful and more actually more than a handful, probably about 30 to 40 percent of the titles that were originally supposed to come out for the April record store day into June. So they said, well, instead of making everybody wait until Black Friday, let's add a second day in the summer and get some of these great titles out. And I will say that some of the titles that are coming in June are absolutely fantastic that a lot of people have been waiting for for a long time. Biggest example would be Prince, The Gold Experience, um, a very rare record, an original press about a year ago for that album was probably five dollars $600. Wow. So to wait a little bit longer in June to get a, a, nice, a nice reissue of it, I'm okay with that. But that's why we're splitting it into June is because of production issues is really what it comes down to. I dropped my box set. No. <laughs> well, that just went from near mint to either. That went from near mint to VG plus in a heartbeat. Um, you know, I look and uh, this is, by the way, this is somebody buying it after the fact. Um, yeah. I looked <laughs> and there was like a little ding in the bottom left corner. And, uh, I don't know. I feel like I should get 30% back because I bought it like this. Yeah. Meanwhile, the dude will do that in the car as he throws it in the back seat on the way home. You know? Yeah. <sighs> anyway, it, it, no harm, it, no animals or box sets were harmed in the making of this podcast. Thank God. Um, great. So thank you for that background. Now, one of the titles that I got really dismayed about, I I love Voivod and I love the album Nothing Face and I was so excited that not just one but two Voivod albums are being re-released on Record Store Day Angel Rat and Nothing Face two of their best albums for that matter and Nothing Face is now not coming out till June yes unfortunately and and you know that's one I I should say too that there was a handful of these titles that were scheduled for April that they yeah. ended up moving into June when they brought the list to the public there was already a lot of stuff slated for June. And then 
production stuff just continued to back up and they had to take stuff and move it into June. So that Voivod title is one of those. Yep. 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 Unfortunately, but that's fine. I can wait another two months and it saves me a couple of bucks right now. So, yes. So let's get into some of these titles and go through what you guys are going to be selling tomorrow. By the way, your normal hours are what? Our normal hours are 11 to six, but because it's record store day, we are opening at 10. Great. Awesome. And you're having tents set up out front for people that want to sleep out overnight and get the, get their hands on this. You know what? It's one of the, cause you live in sunny California. Yeah, you I live do. in San Diego where we here in Detroit yesterday, it was beautiful. It was about 70 degrees sunny today. It is rainy and windy and a probably and gray and probably about 52 degrees. And then tomorrow, just in time for record store day, it's going to be 82 out of nowhere. Wow. So I do actually think we'll have people camping out. Normally we don't because in Michigan, it's like, oh, I know it's late April, but it's snowing. (laughs) So, (laughs) Well, now you will. So that's good. Um, Anyway, yeah, if you're you're in the Detroit area, definitely check out Nick's shop. It's actually a really cool shop. And frankly, I helped him pick out the building. So that's true. Um, (laughs) Very true. So, all right, Roger, why don't you give me about five minutes here to do my job or an hour? Leave me alone. All right. So let's come on. Come on up, buddy. You want to talk about records? You can talk about records up here. All right. So let's talk about some of these releases. Um, first thing that I have here on the list that I think, and, and again, look, I'm more of a rock and metal guy. You are probably more diverse than me, but I think we both kind of swim in the same pool. Uh, uh, you are a huge Steve Miller fan. No, I hate Steve. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, You're I way have, turned around. Yeah. Oh, it, you hate because I bought you Fly Like an Eagle. I bought it just you for you. Keep it. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm positive. Are you, look, I could. I was gonna burn the Bruce Springsteen records I got for you because I thought you hate him. No. All right. Now, now, now you're getting way too personal. <laughs> That's a little too inside for now. We'll, we'll get into all that, but. All right, so I picked out some titles here from the list. Now, your mileage may vary. There are a lot of other genres on this list. I picked mainly rock and classic rock albums that, that are being released. The first one I have on the list is the Alice in Chains' We Die Young EP. Now, this is an exclusive, so this is only available for indie dealers. And there it is right there. So, Nick, what is special about this, this release? So, this was originally released in 1990, I'm assuming, to promote Facelift um the fantastic classic Alice in Chains record um this is a limited press as you mentioned it is an RSD exclusive uh limited to 14,350 copies now that seems like a lot but it's not when there's 1400 stores that are vying for this product um and this is as you might imagine like Mike mentioned Alice in Chains stuff is highly sought after because it's not in print all the time um, this is the first time this has been available since it was originally released. So a lot of people are very excited about this. Three songs on it. Uh, side A is We Die Young, obviously what the 12 inches named after. And then Side B has It Ain't Like That and Killing Yourself. Three oh, and it was, it was remastered by Bob Ludwig, who is another. I'm big on the mastering engineers. Bob Ludwig is the king of, of classic vinyl, honestly. Him, Bernie Grudman, Kevin Gray. And uh, Chris Bellman, you see any of those names, you're going to get a great sounding record. So what you're saying is buy this. All right, buy it. Okay, good. That's a buy it. That's a thumbs up. Cool. Um, Next one I have on the list is Charlie Benanti, 
the Moving Pictures EP. That's a little play on words. It's not Moving Pictures, it's Moving Pictures. And this is an EP of all Rush covers. Featuring Alex Skolnick. Yes. Hey, Alex, if you're watching, which you're probably not because you're on tour with Testament right now. But we both know him. Yes, we do. He's that, 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 that's one of the people we have in common. We share Alex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this. So this was, I believe, put together. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, because I know you probably follow this better than I do. But I'm pretty sure these were put together uh, over COVID, over the lockdown. Yep, absolutely. If you look on YouTube, you could see the videos that Charlie did. Uh, for this where he had he would have alex and and uh, uh some of his other friends i think uh mark from death angel i think sang on uh, at least one of the songs um and then a, a few different people were playing bass um it, it's it's really cool and he did a really good job with it and he played not just drums on it but he did the keyboards for it too so um and a lot of it was done on electronic drum kits as well. Yeah. But they sound great. So, and Charlie's a fantastic musician. I mean, obviously, yeah, he is. Home as the drummer of Anthrax, and yep. he's an amazing drummer, but yeah, he's a great guitar player. And as you mentioned, played a lot of the keyboards on this. Um, this is definitely a not miss if you're a Rush fan or a metal fan. Yep. Cool. Next up, this one's a little bit more straightforward and it looks really cool. Uh, and it's Def Leppard. Big fan of Def Leppard. High and dry picture disc. Saturday That's... night. <laughs> oh man, you bring it on the heartbreak. I am. Um, this is this is maybe. I know this is arguable, but this is maybe the best Def Leppard record. You can argue that one. Uh, Would you pick Pyromania? You know, it's it's tough. I mean, Pyromania and Hysteria just are just so good. I mean, Hysteria had every song was a hit. Like every song except for like one was a hit. And and uh, if you played the one that's not a hit, I think oh that was a hit, right? You know, that's a good song, right? Uh, you know, and uh, seeing them, I, I actually for, for people that like like traditional. Because uh, there was a time when some people referred to Def Leppard as being part of, of the new wave of British heavy metal. Well, and yeah, this, I mean, they came out, what, 79? Yeah, this first is the album, best so. example of that. I don't know. On Through the Night, I think, was a really good example of that. You know, like uh, the song Wasted and Hello America, like all that from the from the first album, I think, was great. This is great, too. I mean, this this album is... I think is, this has better songs, and this has Mutt Lang producing. It does. They're definitely more polished. Than the first yes. album they're definitely less rough around the edges than than on through the night um it's a great album and now you can get the guy in his skivvies diving into the pool right in your face yes i want i the the uh back cover here is the standard back of the high and dry jacket yep. i'm curious what's on the back of the picture disc um but this is limited to six thousand copies which uh is again very low and this record is not in print right now so if you want a copy of High and Dry, this is how you're going to get it. Now, mind you, this is an RSD first release. This is not an exclusive. This is an RSD first release. So it's going indies first. And then if there's more pressings later on, you may find them through other avenues or what have you. So if you want it first to get it now, and there may not be another pressing. Yeah, they it's, just warn you that they yeah. could. They may decide to do it. And it, again, if they do it, it'll most likely probably be on on black vinyl. So if picture discs aren't your thing, and I know a lot of people aren't a fan of them because of sound quality, although they're much better than they used to be. 
Yep. Um, they they do a very good job cutting them now. They didn't used to. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it can't be classic Def Leppard, right? There you go. Well, you can if you had a stick. <laughs> so, okay, next up, this one's a tough one. Um, it's the Foo Fighters, and it's a seven inch. And R.I.P. Taylor Hawkins got a absolutely. You know, got to give him his dues. Great drummer, great guy by all accounts. And, uh, you know, uh, this this seven inches, uh, I mean, it was planned before anything happened. So it's not like this is anything that's like, you know, a tribute to him or anything like that. But you all know as well as I do that anytime somebody passes away from a band, everything becomes collectible. Yep. And, and Foo uh, Fighters in general, their RSD titles are always yep. collectible. Yeah, I got the DGs last year, and that thing. By the time I walked out of the store, it went from what I paid for it to two hundred bucks. Yep, and like, now people you know, are bootlegging it. So. Yep, exactly. So, uh, but mine is still sealed. I'm not opening. Ooh. Oh, really? <laughs> you went that route, huh? I, look, it was worth two hundred bucks when I walked out. I'm not, I'm not opening it now. It's probably worth a lot more than that. So that's that's true. Uh, but um, this is a, this is a very uh, this is an exclusive, uh, and I think it's seven thousand copies. It is ninety five hundred. Ninety five hundred, okay. Which is again extremely low number for a band like the Foo Fighters. Now these are not remixes, or are they remixes? It's set, the record store day site refers to it as reversioned. Yeah. Um, and if you look at the back of this, it, it features a lot of different musicians. Uh, Dave Grohl is on, of course, both tracks. Um, but Mark Ronson, who a lot of people know from Uptown Funk and, of course, oh, yeah. produced Amy Winehouse, Back to Black and countless other things. He does uh, a reversion of Making a Fire from Medicine at Midnight. Um, and then the B side is Chasing Birds, which features the legendary Preservation Hall jazz band. That's cool. Yeah, and if you read, I don't know if you read Dave Grohl's book, but there's I did. A, yeah, fantastic story in there about the Preservation Hall yep. jazz band and and just uh, like showing up at a dinner party. <laughs> the, uh, not just any dinner party, but a yeah. dinner party that had Paul McCartney and Bob Dylan at it. It wasn't ACDC too. Yeah, ACDC was. I mean, can you? <laughs> it was like this craziest, not- crazy dinner party, like Paul McCartney, ACDC, Bob Dylan, and then the Preservation Hall band comes playing just like walking in and playing and then walk out and and dave Grohl and and nick left again because nick is terrible like that so we will wait for nick to make another reappearance all of you that are watching this and all of you that are listening i did not push any buttons he's back all right wait hang on let's 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 let him back in again because i mean i touched nothing i touched nothing neither did i (laughs) Yeah, well, you know what? Your signal sucks then. How about that? My signal is strong as well. Yeah. yeah, the force is strong with this one, right? It was Roger. How about that? We'll just no, blame Roger. Him. Let's blame Roger. Yeah, of course. Roger, you need to stop, buddy. Go play somewhere else. He's like, leave me alone, Dad. He's like, I just want to hang out, Daddy. Uh, all right. So cool stuff uh, with that Foo Fighter 7-inch. Now, this one, uh, and I just read the byline of an article today. It's Kirk Hammett. Solo. And the album never saw that coming. It's called Portals. And I'm sure Jason Newstead is like ripping his hair out right now. (laughs) 
that's that's a deep cut joke you gotta have some prior knowledge to really appreciate that yeah i mean all right so for those of you that don't know jason newstead was the bass player of metallica and for the past 20 years it's been robert trujillo but jason left because james hetfield would not let jason do a solo album yeah uh and so jason's like well i'm gonna i'm out <laughs> and then he went to fame and fortune with echo brain <laughs> yes i was just uh, sitting in my head while you were while you were t- telling that story trying to remember the name <laughs> of the band so i mean echo brain was cool but it didn't make a dent in anything and the only reason why they were known at all is because he played bass in the band now he also went and played bass with voivod for a while too yep. which was really really cool and um, government mule and government mule yep and then most recently he was in the news for being asked to be in that, you know, Van Halen tribute thing with uh, Joe Satriani and Alex Van Halen. So, uh, which he turned down, um, for some ungodly yeah, I mean, reason. Yeah, I was going to say, he's got so much going on. Yeah, really. Uh, but Hey, teach their own anyway. So Jason was denied the opportunity to have a solo career, which is why he left Metallica. Now Kirk Hammett has a solo album. And the byline I read was like, I can't believe they let me do this. <laughs> <laughs> it was like i don't know if that's the exact way but it was words to that effect like i can't believe they actually agreed to let me let me make this album and so i don't know i mean i haven't heard anything about it i haven't heard any buzz about it i i you know you have a copy that you're holding in your hand there have you heard any of it have- i i have not because it actually just arrived today so mm-hmm. i haven't even had a chance to listen to it i am intrigued i have to say i have to yeah. preface this i kirk hammett has been the butt of many jokes of mine so i'm hoping that this changes my mind or at least gives me more material one of the two um kirk, but kirk, if you're just, watching we're sorry which you're not but, he's not watching he yeah, doesn't care what watching. we have to say he at really all really doesn't care this is pressed on ocean blue vinyl oh well that means it sounds better yeah well at the very least it means it's on ocean blue vinyl which is important because you need to have your different different blues your royal blue robin's egg blue ocean blue daphne blue daphne blue daphne blue splatter (laughs) it one one uh this is this is one release as you were just mentioning a minute ago that is available tomorrow on lp and on cd yeah so that's one of those duels and it's an rsd first which is not a surprise uh, that it won't, you know, that it that it will come out through other avenues after tomorrow. I'm I'm not shocked at all, um, because it's too big of a name, and it's his first solo album, and you know, they'll press more to have Best Buy sell it. You know? Yes, and there's a lot of people foaming at the mouth for it. So yeah, exactly. Um, cool. Next up, this one's a little controversial. Okay, uh, I saw that in your notes, and I need you to tell me why it's controversial. So this is Judas Priest, Hero Hero, which is actually a greatest hits album. But essentially, it's like, if I remember correctly, it's like the entirety of Sad Wings of Destiny and like half of another album. Half and, a rock and roll. Yeah, half a rock and roll. Or it's like all of rock and roll and half of Sad Wings of Destiny and like one other song. Yeah. And the reason why it was controversial was when, when they initially made those other records, they were signed to Gull, which was a UK-based label that no longer exists. And after they broke away from Gull, they signed to whoever it was that they've been with for a billion years and were making other records. And Gull decided to put this out without their permission 
or anything. Well, let me, let me just add that Gull has milked these titles, this one, Rockerola, Sad Wings of Destiny, to their absolute maximum. Yeah. They've done it on picture disc. They've done it on colored vinyl. They've done it on box set. They've done it on every configuration they possibly can. Yep. And now they're gone. <laughs> I, I forget who they're owned by now, but either way, for the longest time, Judas Priest would say, don't buy it. <laughs> don't buy that album. Yeah. Please don't buy that album. It's not legit. Don't buy it. So now it is legit because it's, I think it's on Universal, right? Um, Let me look. It's still, no, it's still trademarked by Gull. Oh, wow. It is, yeah. Well, Gull is back again. <laughs> but I thought, it was like, yeah, I thought it was E1, which is um, owned by Universal. Yeah, well, the, you're correct. E1 is owned by Universal, but there's no E1 marking on here. Oh, wow. Okay. But the music is still phenomenal, regardless of if, if Judas Priest wants you to buy it or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just surprised that they're not like, you know, they're not saying, please don't shop on Rickage Store Day. Yes. <laughs> it's it's on red and blue vinyl. How but, American. But let me point something out. How I was just saying how they've milked it to death. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try and show this on the camera. Whoa, that was that was crazy. Um, where's the sticker right here? First time embossed edition. <laughs> this is the first time they've done an embossed cover of the nameless soldier there, um, which does look cool from a distance, but I got to knock on this a little bit. The scan of the artwork, it leaves a lot to be desired. It does not look good. Well, last year they put out the Judas Priest greatest hits on an embossed cover. But I don't know if that was put out by Gull. Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't even remember that. I really. have it. I, I, I'm not going to go look at it because I have a dog who's jumping up in front of my face right now. But, but didn't uh, that have the medallion on it? Because that was the Judas Priest release. That, that was, was that was the 40 years of Judas Priest. Yes. That's different. I'm talking okay. about the Judas Priest greatest hits. That wasn't on vinyl for 30 years or whatever it is. And they made it into a gatefold thing where it's like three sides of music and one side has like an interview or something like okay, that, okay. Uh, which I'm guaranteeing is probably gull uh, yeah. <laughs> milk it, milking it. So, cause it was embossed. Well, there you go. There you go. All right, great. Uh, moving on motorhead. Ooh, motorhead. You know what? I don't have motorhead here. Well, that's fine. You don't need it. It, we'll but I can about talk it. about it. I can still talk about it because it's an ongoing series that started on Record Store Day Black Friday last year. Yep, and it was called The Lost Tapes Volume 2 for this year. I'm guessing last year was The Lost Tapes Volume 1. Good guess. Hey, I got it right. It's it's similar to uh, uh, you seeing a lot of artists. Um, I, as far as I'm concerned, the first person to do it was Bob Dylan with the bootleg series. Mm-hmm. But now you're seeing Metallica's doing archival releases. Um, Kiss. Kiss. Uh, everybody's going down this path. So yep. Motorhead is following that path as well. The first release last year was uh, from 95 on the, I believe it was the Sacrifice Tour. Um, this is from October 98, and it's crushing Motorhead as always. A fantab- I'm looking at the set list right now. Fantastic stuff. Everything you'd want to hear from Motorhead, including Bomber and No Class and 
Iron Fist, and of course, Ace of Spades and Overkill. Um, but there's some deep cut stuff on here that they didn't normally play, like The Chase is Better Than the Catch, which is a great song off Ace of Spades. Um, there's Sacrifice, there's Overnight Sensation. You can't go wrong with any Motorhead as far as I'm concerned. There's never enough. There you go. Well, for those of you that have been fiending for more me- uh, more Megadeth, more Motorhead, there you go. I'm not fiending for more Megadeth. I am not either. Dave Mustaine, if you're watching, I'm very sorry. You're you keep bringing watching. these people up. There, there, there's no way they have There's no way they're watching. But that's why. I mean, it's just fun to talk about it because they can have no freaking clue. Can so, you imagine if like Dave Mustaine was on his boss and he was like, let me just check this out. And he clicked on it and we was just let, awesome. Let, let me check and, let me check and see if this, you know, this podcast, you know, maybe maybe you know, talking about my band or something. It'd like be you know. cool. Yes, it'd be really cool. Ah! Uh, <laughs> anyway all right great moving on something i know that you like and you were really looking forward to rolling stones more hot rocks yes tell us about all the hot rocks so again i had the original hot rocks well this is another situation with the company of abco london that owns the stones catalog from sticky fingers and back Mm-hmm. and they just continue to put releases out and i know the stones aren't happy about it but i do know that they still make money on it so the big thing about this 50th anniversary edition this is the second volume of hot rocks you have the first one that's got that weird artwork on it where you can see the side of jagger's head basically greatest hits comps but it puts together songs that you wouldn't normally put on a comp similar to yeah. like pink floyd echoes but this 50th anniversary edition is glow in the dark vinyl. Ooh, ooh glow in the dark. So I could play it at night. Yes. It and includes, find it. It includes a set of photo prints. And the big thing again, for me, as I mentioned a couple releases ago, remastered by Bob Ludwig. So I can promise you, even if you already have a copy of this, this one's going to sound better just right. simply because Bob Ludwig's involved. There you go. First time on vinyl or something like that. I don't no, know. No, RSD exclusive release. First time RSD exclusive released on vinyl with glow in the dark things. And it does have She's a Rainbow, which it, this is the only way to get that unless you want to find an out of print satanic majesty. Is she actually a rainbow? I don't know. You'd have to ask Mick. She must be a rainbow. Mick, I'm sorry if you're watching this. I'm sorry. No, you didn't say anything. Mick, let us know. I know you're probably watching. Yeah, he's a big, he's a good friend of yours, Mick. He's a, yeah, oh yeah. Me and Mick go way back, at least five feet. Um, lastly, what I had on the list is something I mentioned right at the beginning of the podcast. This dog is driving me nuts now, and that's uh, Voivod Angel Rat. Angel Very limited, Rat. limited to just forty five hundred copies on deep purple with lime monster green swirl vinyl jesus <laughs> you know what and here's something else great mike if you want to keep <laughs> laughing the record store day site says 4500 but the the label on this the hype sticker says limited to 6000 so either it's 4500 today and maybe 1500 in june because they didn't get all the delivery or they just said, you know what? We're out of the monster green, deep purple, polka dot spotted cheetah colored vinyl. Deep purple. Come on. It's not that much of a mouthful. Deep purple with lime monster green swirl. 
but I mean, like this and is monsters in quotes. Oh, so it's 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 not really monster, not necessarily <laughs> monster. Some would call it monster. It's implied monsters. <laughs> it's not quite thoroughly a monster. <laughs> I I I got nothing on this I, one. Like monster, somewhat, <laughs> maybe. So, or like Metallic would say, some kind of monster. Yeah. Um, which is, by the way, a very horrible movie. Um, Oh, it's a great movie. It just it and it kind of makes up for the terrible record that accompanies it. All right. First of all, Stanger is awful. It's terrible. It's it so will much. never be called Saint Anger. It's Stanger. Well, it's right? the second worst thing ever. The first worst thing ever is Lulu, which they're also responsible for. Yeah, but I blame Lou Reed for a lot of that. They still agreed to it. They yeah, but they, they don't talk were, about it. They don't talk about that. They're like okay with Stanger. You know, that's true. Metallica, if you're watching this, you're very, We're very really sorry. Scary. We're, you know, just, you know, forgive us. Come on the show sometime. <laughs> we'll have a coffee. Uh, all right, great. So that's a little bit about what's happening tomorrow. Now, mind you, there's. I have a couple releases I wanted to show. Yeah, please do. I mean, because there's hundreds of others that are coming out tomorrow. So. There's at least there's got to be at least in the full list. There's got to be 300 records. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got to be over the two dates. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. So I went a little bit different from the um, rock, hard rock metal, but I picked a couple of things that I thought some people might find interesting Sweet. or, or just, just uh, may not have known about. Which so one? my first one is blue stingrays. So if you're not familiar with this, this was an alias of Tom Petty and the heartbreakers. Oh, wow. Tom Petty, Tom Petty, not on it, but it's the heartbreakers. And okay. they, they did this, I believe, in the in the late '90s. So it's kind of like surf, like venture style instrumental surf music, and it's really cool. Great playing from Mike Campbell, of course. I mean, he, there's nothing he hasn't played great on. Um, and they do have a full length release that's called Surf and Burn um, that was just reissued last year. So this is a seven inch with two tracks from that. Cool, excellent, cool, cool release. And then I got Joni Mitchell, Blue Highlights. Blue celebrating its 50th anniversary late last year, mm -hmm. uh, often cited as Joni Mitchell's best work. Obviously, that's seminal uh, work, as they say. Yes. Um, so this features some BBC performances of the songs on Blue, as well as a couple demo recordings. And this was put together with uh, Joni's help. So it's an official archival release from Joni like we just mentioned archival releases it's it's, yep. it's the thing it's a thing it is a thing here's a good one for you mike that i'm very excited about bell biv devoe poison that girl is poison hell yeah that's enough of that this limited edition <laughs> is available in cherry red vinyl from bell biv devoe so appropriate cuz it matches the dude's jacket and how you know what I love is that the record it's side BB and side D. I can't even hang with that. I mean, it's it's good. That's good. Actually, yes, I can't hang with that. It's good. That's very you. It's <laughs> I'm not very Bell Biv DeVoe. I got two. I did, more. I did like New Edition back in the day. Well, they've yeah, reformed as a kid. A new, 
thanks to new edition breaking up, we got Bell Biv DeVoe, Poison, and Bobby Brown, my prerogative. I, I don't, you know what? I will be honest here. If neither of those songs existed, my listening habits would not have changed. Mine would have. Uh, I'd be oh, missing okay. two great songs. Yeah, you, you wouldn't be missing them. <laughs> I don't know if missing is the right word. Next thing, you had this on your list originally, and then I did. Up. I did, and I backed out because, like, I, I'm not a big Doors fan, but L.A. Woman is a great album. L.A. Woman is, in my opinion, the Doors' best album. Yes, I, I, I agree with that. I, but I'm a big Doors fan. I, I keep meeting people. Or not me. We've we've known each other a long time. <laughs> I keep talking to people in the last few days that keep saying that I'm not a big Doors fan. I don't know how you cannot be a big Doors fan. Uh, easily, I don't listen to the Doors all the time. That's how it's very easy to not be a fan of something. What you do? Step one: don't listen to them. Step two: continue to not listen to them. Like step me three. Yeah, exactly. Step three: listen to Fly Like an Eagle. Step four repeat not listening to the other band listen to um, abracadabra and realize how awful steve miller is um, but this with an angel's face this is a four lp set that has uh all kinds of outtakes and uh well i shouldn't say all kinds of outtakes but multiple takes of all the great songs on uh la woman with morrison working through the lyrics does uh, it have the traditional album as well does it have the just the, the full album itself or is this it just is all just outtakes seconds. This is just Sessions. Okay. So late last year, Rhino issued the 50th anniversary of L.A. Woman, and what that came with was this stuff on CD, Okay. a small book, and then a remastered copy of L.A. Woman, the album. So what you get in here basically is the breakout LPs of those CDs that were issued in the 50th anniversary set. But you kind of hear the songs come together. You hear them working through the changes and, and going, what if we did this? What if we do that? A lot of studio chatter from Morrison. It's it's just cool to hear the album come together if you're a fan of the album. I just wish it was another band. You just wish it was another band doing yeah. LA Woman. <laughs> all I right, like, this, like outtakes of like the Who, you know, doing all, LA Woman. I'm yeah. all game for that. <laughs> then my final one to show here, which I know you're gonna the be final very excited about, Mike. I am already. Grateful Dad. Oh, my favorite. April 8th, 1972. This is a release of a full show from their absolutely outstanding Europe 1972 tour, which is celebrating its 50th anniversary right now. For those in the know with the Grateful Dead, this features what was just voted the number one dark star of all time. Um, those of you that are watching, which is like three of you at this point, and of course, Metallica and, and Dave Mustaine and you know, they're watching incognito yeah they're all watching um i hate the grateful dead with a white hot passion i, I love do not do not like the grateful dead now do i begrudge anybody listening to it as much as i can yes <laughs> as much as i possibly can i hate the grateful dead <laughs> <laughs> it's a five lp set um, oh five lps we have it's a, a whole show. It's a great additional show, man. Five LPs. That's like that's long. like their their opener. That's like one song. No, no, Mike. To be fair, it's about fifteen songs. Oh, okay. Five LPs, <laughs> limited to ten thousand. Vinyl cut by Bernie Grudman. Can't I beat it. it. 
I mean, Bernie Grubman, you know, that as I, I should look at that. It's all colorful. It the is colors, very colorful. Man, the colors. Hey, man. The but colors. like I said, if if you're into the Grateful Dead, you know what a big deal Europe 72 is. I'm I'm happy to see that they're starting to release the shows individually on LP, even though I already have the complete recordings box set, which is 73 discs. I, I'm not on impressed. CD. I'm not impressed. Yeah, that would be I like know. 400 albums. <laughs> So I think you can only get that on CD because it'd be like, you need to like bring three people with you if it was on album, you know? Well, and, you know, for the to celebrate the 50th anniversary of this tour, the Grateful Dead have a release coming out in July. That's the last four shows of the tour put together in an LP box. It's 24 records. Oh my God. Live at the Lyceum. Yeah, live at the, yeah, live at nothing. All right. Great. Well, that's a little bit of background. Nick, thank you so much for some of your extra choices on top of what I had chosen. Uh, I hope everybody that's listening found some of that helpful when you make your decisions to go out shopping tomorrow. So, uh, and if anybody has any questions, please put them in the comments. And uh, I would be um, remiss if I didn't say subscribe to the channel because we're going to be doing this a bunch and you'll get sick of us in no time at all. Yes. Trust me. If you're not so, already. Yeah. Um, don't see any questions. So we're going to have a Q and a session, but there's no questions. So therefore we're not, uh, we're going to move right back on to the cover song of the week. And, uh, each of us is going to pick a cover song that we like as much, if not more than the original, um, past, uh, choices have been, wow. Destroying your hat. Yeah. Well, I gave him that hat so he can have that one. Like I'm all right with it. But past choices have been like uh, Failure's version of Enjoy the Silence by Depeche Mode, uh, which, funny enough, Depeche Mode said, I like their version better than ours. Uh, things like that. Um, but my choice for today, I went a little heavy because, you know, I'm a heavy kind of guy when I, well, in both girth and, uh, and on, uh, in my musical uh, life. So I went with Slayer's version of Dissident Aggressor by, uh, by Judas Priest great cover and they really paid good tribute to that song they crushed um, that song they really did crush it and lombardo especially uh crushed it on that one just like it he just made it so much heavier just his double bass playing on that song and just riding the china symbol through like most of the song just made it that much more evil it's an evil song to begin with it's a great song but they just took it to another level to where I actually enjoy their version more so than Judas Priest's version. I agree. Uh, you know, that's not one that I would have, uh, I would have thought of, but that, that you brought it up. I absolutely agree. My favorite part of that is them replicating the Halford thing yeah. with, with, <laughs> with, with, the, with the whammy, with the Floyd <laughs> scream. Yeah. That's, well, they had to. Yeah. Uh, you that's, know, they had to. Fantastic. I mean, Tom's a good vocalist for Slayer, but he can't do the Judas Priest, you know? No. Just everything's, everything's going bing in my life here. What the hell is happening here? Uh, check questions on FP. I've been trying to find out Nick's store info. Oh, somebody has questions on Facebook, which we are not seeing for one reason or another. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Weird. I have that's it. a well, weird. That's a weird. Well, how do I do that? Let's see. Well, why don't you mention your store info? Because that seems to be the question. Okay. Well, uh, website is rockcitymusicco.com. I do want to say that the RSD titles are not available to order online until Sunday morning. 
um, and it will only be what's left over. That's part of being a record store day store. However, we have about three or 4,000 other records you can order, as well as a handful of guitars, amps, pedals, et cetera. Three or 4,000, that's all? That's for new vinyl. We don't have any of the used <laughs> up there because it changes so rapidly. Yeah. No, I mean, Nick and his crew have a really comprehensive collection of, of, of records for, for everybody to choose from. I know because I buy from Nick. Yes, um, you do. And uh, also, actually, I'm looking at now I'm looking at everything in the chat on Facebook, and there's a lot of comments in here. There's a gentleman by the name of John Byrne, who is also, well, I can't say his name because I'm trying to keep it clean. Uh, his nickname rhymes with Clucko. And uh, uh, he said uh, that Triumph is better than Rush. So he is incorrect. Uh, we need to remind him of that. Uh, he is definitely incorrect. Uh, Stephanie uh, wanted to know your info about the store. So thank you for giving that out. Uh, and then there are a couple of people that, that say that they are watching indeed incognito uh, much like Metallica and, and Dave Mustaine. And yeah, they're else. definitely incognito. Yeah. Far more incognito than the most, than the average incognito uh, uh, band watching. Um, so let's see what else, uh, let's see who else is in there. And Oh, hi, JJ Wilson. who was watching as well. He says, Def Leppard are part of the new wave of British heavy metal. And I tend to agree, you know, you from go. the early days. Absolutely. Um, I need to mute my microphone one second. Uh Oh, Roger did something. Uh-oh. So Roger was just under my bar and, uh, all I hear are clanging bottles. <laughs> And I'm just waiting for the whole thing to topple over because he's trying to get like a ball that went underneath the wine. And like, ah, oh, this is all I need. And he's doing it again. So I will mute once again. There we go. I did it. Okay, what exactly so- are you yelling at him? Stop Cause, it. Because our video looks like you're going, God damn it. No, I'm saying stop it and Roger. And they all sort of look the same uh, as, as you're yelling it. All right, great. What's your cover that you chose? My cover is i'm a detroit guy so naturally if you live here it's been in in slammed into your dna that you have to love bob seeger and i do love bob seeger but the helicopter's cover of her strut by bob seeger far outweighs bob seeger version bob if you're watching uh which i'm sure you are incognito um (laughs) All apologies, but I know how big of a fan of the helicopters you are. So, yes. <laughs> so, therefore, we'll say, yes, I agree. I actually haven't heard their version, uh, but I'll say that I agree just, you know, to be a pal. It's a barn burner, man. They picked up the pit, you know, the the uh, Seeger version is more like a halftime, like, you know, kind of cut back, funky, almost style tune. The helicopters just pedal to the metal and made it a rock and roll classic like they do with anything i have a feeling that you're going to disappear in about three seconds you just went all pixelated again but... no am i back <laughs> you're yeah all right you're back now yes you're well, you're still pixelated but you're back so we'll, we'll ride this as long as we can because i know that you need to go live and for your store here in, a, in just a short period of time to talk yes. about 
all the things having to do with record store day. So when we're done here, everybody go over to rock city music company uh, on Facebook and you can watch Nick talk about his store and how, how the queue will be set up for people that are sleeping in tents overnight and things of that nature. And yes. one per person and all these other rules that I'm sure he probably has. So, yep. You um, got it. You pretty much summed it all up right there. <laughs> I just had you do the video. See, I told you to put this ah, anyway. <laughs> One last thing, one last segment, and this is usually my favorite segment of the show, and it's something called This Song Sucks. Now, This Song Sucks, I actually have a playlist rolling for This Song Sucks. It's on Spotify. If you're on YouTube, I actually put it down below in the uh, description there so you can look up the playlist, the running playlist of songs from This Song Sucks, uh, just to give you a little bit of um, what, what, what songs made the cut so far just to give you an idea let's see i gotta find it should have been i should have been ready for this i should have been ready for this but i, I wasn't so should've this song sucks richard marks what's that i said should have known better by richard marks I like that, that song? Song I like sucks? that song i like that song i like that song um so some of the songs on the this song sucks list now again the the theory behind this song sucks are great bands with a song that just absolutely sucks uh, Mother by the Police, Candy Store Rock, Led Zeppelin, which I disagree with that one, but Hot oh, Dog by Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin, Hot Dog by Led Zeppelin, I'm not a big fan of that one. You can't uh, put, you can't pick Hot Dog just because of the John Bonham drumming. What? The John Bonham drumming on Hot Dog is killer. Yes, but still, the song is kind of weak. The song it's, does it's suck. like, you know, Led Zeppelin does not do country. I'm sorry. Um, and they, they still don't, uh, even while playing that song. There are a couple of Cheap Trick songs that made it. Somebody had picked uh, The Flame by Cheap what? Trick. I, I disagree with that one. But I picked Gonna Raise Hell uh, from Dream Police, which is just nine minutes of nonsense. Oh, it's great, um, though. Oh, my God. It was like they decided to to do, like, it, it, they, it's, it sounds like, an interpolated version of I was made for loving you by kiss and it's bad and it's nine minutes long. It's like an extended disco remix of a bad song. Great Tom Peterson bass playing though. And then wild honey pie by the Beatles, which I agree a hundred percent and, and some other things on there. So anyway, this song sucks is basically great bands songs that suck. Nick, what song did you pick that sucks well to appease you mike because no, you i don't knew- need to appease me oh no no we're gonna go down this road because i oh, knew my. this was gonna come up eventually for those that don't know i am a massive bruce springsteen fan and i catch a lot of shit for it um so i picked a bruce springsteen song that i think sucks and okay. it is kind of a popular track by bruce i mean it was a single and it was a hit per se I suppose. Um, 1990s Human Touch. Oh, that song definitively sucks. It is not a good song. Because no. it's like, it's not good lyrically. The production is not good. Uh, the premise of the song is not good. I can't, even as a Springsteen fan, I can't find anything that I like about it. And I've never liked it. So Yeah, that, that song very much sucks. Um so does Roger right now. Dude, what are you doing? 
My lord. He's just mad somebody brought up human touch by perspective. Yeah, he's just like, I'm out of here. I need to drink. <laughs> he went to the bar again. He's like, I'm opening whiskey. That's it. I'm done. Uh yeah, I agree. That song sucks. And look, I I joke around about not liking Bruce Springsteen, but I actually don't like him. And uh Bruce, if you're watching <laughs> again, very sorry. If 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 you're if you want to come you... on the show. I'll be your biggest fan for the hour that we'll be on the show. Do you remember Mike that when we were, when you were in Detroit one time and I go, Hey Mike, you're from New York. Doesn't that mean you like Bruce Springsteen? And you go, first off, that's New Jersey. And I'm not from there. And second off, it's Billy Joel that I'm supposed to like. (laughs) Yes. All that is correct. If you're from Long Island, I think it's on the birth certificate. It's like your, your name is Michael. Your favorite (laughs) piano player is Billy Joel. Like he was, It's, 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 it's a must. It's an absolute you like must. Billy Joel? I like Billy Joel. I don't love Billy Joel, but I like Billy Joel. You know, I've seen Billy Joel in concert live. He puts on a great show. Um, I would well, go see Bruce Springsteen. I'm sure he would put on a great show. He puts on know? the best show. No, he doesn't. Yes, he R- does. Rush did, but you know, um, I mean, I love Rush, but let's be honest. Come on. Like actually Pantera put on the best show that I believe Pantera put on the best show. What about kids? those were, eh. They Pantera. always put on a great show. Pantera put on the best show with the least amount of stage set. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Like yeah. that's how Springsteen is. When you go see Bruce, it's him in the band and that's it. There's no pyro. There's no lights. There's no, well, there's light, you know, there's stage lights, but there's lights. They there's no them. crazy shit going on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, not, not, I'm still not a Bruce fan, but this song sucks. I went the same direction you did. I picked one of my favorite bands, which again, I went with Rush. And it I can't tell you how bad this song is. Um I got to bring up the lyrics. Because they're they're just they're so bad. Um again, like I'm not one of those fans of a band that every song is defensible. Like there's a lot of people out there like he farted on a record and it went platinum like I'm not one of those. People. I'm usually like that with Bruce. That's why I'm saying it's like, that's how bad yeah, for you to say uh, any Bruce song sucks. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, so I, I'm still confused actually, but for, for me, there, there are several rush albums that are fantastic. There are some that are not. Um, Test for echoes. One of them. One of those that fits in the, this album really isn't all that good. The title track is good, but there's a song called Virtuality on this album. Uh, and Tess Freco came out, what, around 95? Yeah, 95, so, 96, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, 96 it was released. So, we're talking about the, the beginnings of the internet and like AOL was like a big thing, you know, and uh, Neil Peart, great lyricist. Um, sometimes wrote things that may have been a little bit too topical for the time that really have not aged well at all. And this is near the top of that list. Um, how a guy takes a shipwrecked mariner and uses that as like an allegory for the internet is amazing. Um, I give him credit for doing that, but I mean, I got to be honest. It doesn't sound amazing. It's it. it I, I, I say that with sarcasm, <laughs> deep, deep sarcasm. Um, but here's, here's the, here's the chorus net boy, 
net girl. Send your signal round the world. Let your fingers walk and talk and set you free. Net boy, net girl, send your impulse round the world. Put your message in a modem and throw it in the cyber sea. That's terrible. It's god-awful. I can't believe um, that's the same guy responsible for Bastille Day. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just... I, it's just disappointing. Let's just say yeah. it's disappointing. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of that song. Now, Alex Getty, if you're watching, <laughs> you know, as always, I love you guys. I love your band. You are my favorite band. I spent thousands of dollars on your band. I wish I didn't spend the $12 on that CD. <laughs> However, oh, try to find an original pressing of Test for Echo on LP now. Good luck. Even the, even the reissue is crazy. The reissues money. are like 200 bucks. Like, yeah, at least. Same thing with uh, Roll the Bones and uh, Counterparts. Counterparts, I've seen no less than 500 bucks. There you go. No what less. if I told you I had one right now? I would tell you I don't have 500 bucks. <laughs> but I would give you $38 and 72 cents, including shipping and tax. That's a little low, but that's what I would give you. <laughs> I, I, I feel that that's incorrect. And I found that if I just wait, that I'll be able to get much more money. So did you just give me a feel felt found? I just gave you a feel felt found. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Well, we each chose songs that suck. Let's see what else is in our run of show. That's pretty much it, actually. Uh, and there's no no real questions in the comments, uh, though I'm looking back on Facebook again. And nope, no new ones. So, uh, Nick, once again, give us your hours tomorrow and your location and your website in case anybody is actually watching this. You got it. Rock City Music Company. We're at uh, Five Mile in Farmington, if you're local to us. You'll know where that is right off of 96 there. If you're not local to us, you can shop our store at rockcitymusicco.com. We ship all over the United States and into Canada, unless you're buying gear, because we're not allowed to do that. That's a baddie. Yeah, you can't That's do that. That's a baddie, but That's a baddie. records we can. So happy to do that for you. All of the RSD titles that we talked about, well, I shouldn't say all of them. Whatever is left on Sunday <laughs> will be listed on our website. You or are you you're you're not open on sunday though if anybody actually wants to go into the store right no we are open on oh, sunday okay. Glad you brought that up 11 to 4 p.m on sunday there you go so you got 10 to 6 tomorrow opening that hour early for record store day 11 to 4 on sunday and make sure you say hello to everybody in the store and sign up for lessons and things like that that they offer at the store which is yes really... yes the and lesson that... program is on fire there you go they set it literally on fire Yes, we no, teach no. you how to burn yourself. No, don't do that. They teach. Actually, they have some great teachers, and and they do some really cool things with their lesson program. So we've got our big quarterly student jam coming up next Sunday. Nice. We like yep. student jams. Yes, we do. Student slow jams are even better. As long as it's they're not playing any slow hand. That's that's all that matters. And no, no, no more clapped in. No more. No, just uh, I've had enough of of you know. I've had enough of Clapton, Hendrix. Like, it's just overdone now. I always love Hendrix. I always, like, it's always great. But 
But I think that's because he didn't live long enough to get bad, like Eric Clapton. Yeah, you know what right. I'm saying? So this could be a topic for another day. The dude had like three years where he recorded stuff, yet there's 4,000 albums. <laughs> like, how does this happen? I remember hearing a Zach Wilde interview once where he's like, how come, like, every time I turn around, there's a new Jimi Hendrix album. He's like, I just picked up Jimi Hendrix, opens a bag of potato chips. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Rip. <laughs> <laughs> Jimi Hendrix drinks some coffee live on stage. Yeah, right. I mean, I get it. It is overdone, and they are they are beating a dead horse, but I'm saying at least with Jimmy, there is, like, some mystique with it where you're like, okay, well, what was he doing here? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. nobody wants another version of it's in the way that you use it. No. I don't. Didn't it Do win you? an Oscar? I don't think it won an Oscar, did it? I think it, I think it won an Oscar for best song. I mean, obviously, color money. well, I mean, of course, and it, it's terrible and naturally, I it did. I could be wrong. And naturally, Phil Collins was involved, so of course, it's not good. Well, that's terrible. We don't want that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that. we literally have nobody watching us right now, so I think it's time to go. Uh, but if those of you that are watching this after the fact, hi, we're still here and we're leaving now anyway, cause Nick has to go do things and I'm going to go watch what he's about to do live on rock city music co on, uh, Facebook Face. on, on the book of faces talking about his record store day tomorrow, going live there. And, uh, for those of you, and you should reference this and be like, Hey, go check out this thing on cover to covered. We just did this thing. I and, will, uh, you know, we talked about it at length. So, uh, yeah, thanks to everybody. Thanks to you, Nick. And we'll uh, see if we can swing this again next week and come up with a time that actually works for everyone. Sounds so. good, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> thanks again, everyone. Have a good one. Enjoy Record Store Day, the holiday for music nerds. Killer.